Good morning, Radiant Church. I love you, family. I love you very much. I am not Pastor Jeremy. For those of you who are visiting for the first time, I pray that you will return. Pastor Jeremy is a very anointed man, a great teacher of the word. And I have grown so much since I've come to this church, so don't miss him. Come back and visit us. Before we get started, I'd just like to say a brief prayer. Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, this is your service. We are your people. I surrender myself to you, Lord. I do. I can't do this without you, Daddy. I absolutely can't. But you can do it, Father God, because you reside in me. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I put all my trust in you. I put all my confidence in you. And Daddy, you always come through for us every single time. And so we are here today to glorify you, to magnify you, to exalt you, and to learn from you, Daddy. And we thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Now, as most of you know, we have been camped out in the book of Acts. And we've been in the Bold series. And God has instructed me to continue a review, not to move forward, but to kind of review some of the highlights that Pastor Jeremy has already covered. And so if you know anything about the book of Acts, it, it was written by Luke, who is a physician. He was a historian. He was an educated man and a good friend of Paul's. And that book, the book of Acts, details the account of the New Testament church. It talks about the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But as I read the book, what it says to me is that God can empower ordinary people to do extraordinary things. He can empower everyday people like you and me. He can give us Holy Spirit and we can do things that we never thought that we could do through him and in him, but not of ourselves. And so as we are in the book of Acts, we see the church growing because we see the followers of Christ are bold and they have confidence in their God. They have assurance in God. But it wasn't always that way with his followers. You see, God can empower us, but we have to make the decision to apply what he's given us. And so let's go back to Matthew. We're going to go back to Matthew. And it's, if you have your Bibles with you, go to Matthew 28, 16, and 20. And in this passage of Scripture, Jesus has risen and... He has told the disciples to meet him in Galilee at a place in a mountain. And we pick up in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, Jesus gave those disciples a mandate. They call it the Great Commission. But as I was reading the scripture, what it said to me is he authorized them and he deputized them to go forth and take the gospel of Jesus Christ to all nations. Now, I don't want to tell you my age, but I think if some of you remember like Gunsmoke and uh, Bonanza and uh, My Favorite Martian. Um, that might give you a clue. But I liked Westerns when I was younger. I just really liked Westerns. And all the time they had this common theme. You had the bad guy coming into town and he had like a posse and they were shooting them up and killing people and you know, they take over the saloon and they camp out in the saloon and the townspeople are frightened and they're running to the sheriff, sheriff, sheriff. You got to save us, the bad guys in town. Now, typically in those stories, there's probably like one deputy with the sheriff and the sheriff's looking at the deputies saying, we can't get the job done with just the two of us. There's like 20 people in that bad guy posse. So he would deputize people. He would pull out his badges and he would give them to the townspeople, just ordinary townspeople. And for that time, he would deputize them. And you know what? They had the same rights, the same authority that the sheriff had. They could arrest a bad guy. They could shoot a bad guy. They could beat a bad guy. Whatever the sheriff could do legally, they had the rights to do. And so we have been authorized and we have been deputized by our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the same rights. We have the same rights. He gave them to the disciples. But there's one thing about God I just love. I love many things about God. He knew, he knew who he was dealing with. Jesus knew his disciples. And in spite of authorizing them and deputizing them, he said, they're going to need some help. They're going to need some help. And so what he did, and when we go to book, the book of Acts, and this won't be on the screen, but if you look in the first part of Acts 1, around 4 and 5, he's eating with the disciples. And he tells them, don't leave Jerusalem because my father, our father, has a gift for you. That John baptized with water, but our father is going to baptize you with Holy Spirit. And I would have thought that the disciples would have said, well, what's the gift? You know, when someone's going to give you a gift, I don't know about you, but I'm always asking, well, what is it? Can I see it? You know, at Christmas time, you know how your kids are like, can I just get a peek? Not all the gifts, but one gift. If I were a disciple at that time and Jesus was speaking to me, I'd say, well, can you tell me more about this gift? 
But if you pick up in Acts 1, 6 through 8, this is what they did. Acts 1, 6 through 8. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There we go. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, Jesus, to me, in a very nice way, was saying, that's none of your business. That's the Father's business. What I want you to focus on is receiving this power, this power that, I'm gonna, that our Father's going to give you, that is going to enable you to carry out the work, the mandate, the great commission that you've been given. And so... We know that shortly thereafter, Jesus ascended into heaven. They said he was lifted up and that a cloud, he disappeared into a cloud and he was gone. But what really touched my heart is that he would not leave us powerless. He would not leave us without help. He would not leave us without comfort. He would not leave us without someone to guide us and direct us. He said he would be with us to the end of the age. And our Lord keeps his promises. And so he had to leave so that Holy Spirit could come. But Holy Spirit is within us. And if you know Jesus is Lord and Savior, he resides within every single one of his followers. The greater one lives in us. And so they went to Jerusalem and they did as Jesus told them to do. And in Acts 2, if you look at, and it's not going to be on the screen, but Acts 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost came, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And then they were filled with Holy Spirit, every single one of them. And they started speaking in tongues. And what was the beauty of that is they were all from different regions, all with, from different places, and they had all different languages, but they could understand the tongues that were spoken. In fact, people thought they were drunk, but they weren't. They were filled with the Spirit of God. And so as we go in, go throughout Acts 2, we start seeing the boldness come forward. Why? Because Holy Spirit starts coming forth, and the disciples start trusting the greater one in them. And the disciples make a decision. We're going to make sure that this mandate is fulfilled. 
And even though we don't know exactly how to do it, we're going to step out on faith. We're going to believe what Jesus said, that he is with us always. And so the greater one that is within us, Holy Spirit, started coming forth. And in that, we saw the boldness. The boldness was not in the person's abilities, but in the confidence and the assurance and the trust that we have in the greater one that is within us. We can't do it on our own. Absolutely. Anytime I've tried to do something on my own, I have failed. But every time I have said, God, I need you to lead me, direct me, guide me, show me what to say, when not to say something, when to move, not to move. God has always been there. And when I've been obedient, it's always turned out okay. Even through the storms, even when things were tough, when I couldn't actually get the strength to really pray, I would say, God, help me. Just help me. And he comes through every time. We can trust him. And so we see Peter getting bold and bolder. And he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I get excited because I love the gospel. And he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And people are repenting. And they're giving their lives to the Lord. And 3,000 on one day, on the day of Pentecost, came into the church. And they were all saved. But there's something about Acts chapter 2 that really touches my heart. It says that the followers were on all one accord. They were, on, they were in unity. They ate together. They prayed together. They even sold their goods and shared their proceeds amongst each other to help each other. There was unity. And where there's unity, God can just Zoom! Make wonderful things happen. He can take ordinary people and cause extraordinary things to happen. Yes, he can. And so as we leave out of the book of Acts 2, Acts 2, we go into chapter 3. And again, this is not going to be on the screen, but we see John and we see Peter and they're getting ready to go pray in the temple. And as they're going into the temple, they're at the beautiful gate, and they see a lame man who's been lame from birth. And he's laying there, and he's wanting alms. He's begging for alms. Just help me out, give me some money. And he looks over, Peter looks at him, and as he's asking Peter for alms, Peter says, look at us. And the, the lame man is expecting money. But Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he puts his hand, Peter, by faith. He grabs the right hand of the lame man, and he pulls on him. And the lame man's bones and his feet gain strength, and he leaps up, and he praises God. 
and he's praising God. And as I read that scripture, I said, Lord, what a beautiful thing. You know, they could have given him money. They could have, but they would have left him in the same condition that they found him in. He would have had to continue to beg for the money, but God had something greater for this lame man. He had healing for him. He had the Son of God for him. He found Jesus, and he got healed, and he restored him completely. And that's what God wants us to do to a dying world. He wants to use the greater gift that is within us to heal, to restore. We can't do it, but the greater one can. To carry the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, the wonderful news, that you don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to suffer. You don't have to stay in the dark. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be afraid. You know, there's so much going on in this world right now. There's so much going on. We must pray, church. We must continue to pray. But more than that, we have to step out of our comfort zone. And we've got to go forward. And we've got to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to where God takes us. So let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to today. I love Pastor Jeremy, and I love Sister Anna, and I love their children, and I love everyone that has been called to labor with them. I love you. But there's no mistake as to why you're here. You see, Pastor Jeremy was given a mandate from the Lord. It isn't by happenstance that he and Anna came to this area. It's not by any mistake. The Lord spoke to them, and he said, come to this area and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when he made that decision, there were many that came with him. They left their jobs. They left their homes. They came here to help Pastor Jeremy accomplish the mandate that was given him. So if you are a partner with Radiant Church, that mandate is also your mandate and my mandate. That we are here not only to get the word on Sunday, but to take that word and fulfill the mandate that has been given on this church. And so some of you might say, well, okay, I hear you, but you know, use me, use me to, to spread the gospel? Yes, you, me, us. We're it, folks. We're it. We've been authorized. We've been deputized. And if you have Holy Spirit within you, which you do if you have Jesus as Lord, you've been empowered. You got everything you need. Every single thing we need you have to take the gospel to wherever God points you to. No, you're not supposed to come in with a big coffee table Bible at work under your arm and saying, you're going to go here if you don't. No, we don't do that as Christians. 
but trust me, you're being watched. I don't care if you're an engineer. I don't care if you're an accountant. I don't care if you're a student. I don't care if you're a nurse. I don't care if you collect garbage. I don't care if you're a consultant. I don't care what your occupation is. You're being watched. They're looking for the God in you. They're looking for the God in us. They're looking for another way. They're looking for another way. And so I want to share with you that our neighborhoods, our communities, our nation, and this world needs us. We have been commissioned to take the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, we are the bold. We are the bold. But also, we are the beautiful. We are the beautiful. Well, isn't that a soap opera? The bold and the beautiful? When God gave me that, I said, Lord, Lord, I think it's CBS. I've never seen it, but I did Google it, okay? We are the bold and we are the beautiful, not because I said it. It's because God said it. And so let me share with you the scripture in which he said it. It's Romans 10, 12 through 15. It says, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone, which is us, preaching to them. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So see, the scripture says we're bold and we're beautiful because it's our feet that take the gospel. It's our feet. And you might say, well, okay, I'm still listening to you, but, you know, I don't want to, you know, insult you, but everyone doesn't have a personality like you, Celeste. You know, you love, you praise and worship. No, you know. Everyone doesn't have a personality like that. That's true. God made us all different. The expressions of his love of who he is is going to come out differently in all of us. And that's a good thing. That's a beautiful thing. You don't want a hundred Celestes in here, okay? Although we could get a little bit more praise. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. But my point is we're all part of the same body. We're all members of the same body. You know, I'm a big toe, and I'm going to be the best big toe I can be. I'm not maybe a little finger on the left hand. I may not even be the arm, but this big toe has a function, and it purpose, and it all fits and knits together. It's joint, it's knitted together to fulfill the purpose that God has for us. And so we thank him for our gifts, and we thank him for our talents. 
And so since we are the bold and we are the beautiful, what can we do? What can we do? Well, first of all, point number one, make the decision to let God use you. I can't make that decision. No one can make the decision for you. Pastor Jeremy can preach up a storm. He could teach up a storm. He can give it to you week after week, and you can just sit there and take it in and still not go forward. That's a decision between you and God. But you have to make the decision. And basically is, do you believe in that mandate? Do you believe in the great commission that Jesus gave every believer? Do you believe that mandate is for you as a Christian? Is it yours? Do you own it? Do you take responsibility for it? Because when you do, things can start to pop. I mean it. When you start taking ownership of it, he can take an ordinary person like me and you, and he can do extraordinary things. And he will. The second thing is, Ask Holy Spirit to help you. You know, before I came this morning, the butterflies started. They started. And I said, Father, you have to step in. You just have to take control. And it's just the butterflies started subsiding because the peace of God started coming upon me. When you ask Holy Spirit to guide you, to lead you, to comfort you, to help you, to show you, he will bring all things to your remembrance. So lean on him. The third thing is, be yourself. Share who Jesus Christ is to you. You don't have to have 50 million scriptures. You're probably going to scare a person away. Okay, John 3 and 16 is good enough. It's good enough. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, and then invite them to radiant. That's the, first, the fourth point. Invite them to come. Now, some of you might say, well, I've tried that, and they didn't receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and I got discouraged, and I said, oh, I'm not. No, you can't save them. Your job is to plant the seed. And somewhere along the line, someone else will water that seed. Because the person that you minister to or share the gospel with who does receive Jesus, somewhere down the line, maybe someone planted that seed four years ago, and then you came along and you shared that gospel and you watered that gospel and God gave the increase. He's the only one. He is the only one that can give the increase. Our job is just to take the good news. Well, I've got things going on at home. Yes. They might ridicule you, me. Yes, they ridiculed me, and they might ridicule you, but we still take the gospel. Oh, I don't know. It's a yes or no proposition. Either you will or you won't. Let God take care of your anxieties. Let him take care of your fears.
There's a scripture, 2 Timothy 2, I believe. 1 and 7, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and sound mind. We don't fear. Stir up the gift that's in you. Activate what God has placed in you. Don't let it decay. Activate it. And the more that you apply it, the stronger it gets. It's like building muscle. You go into the gym, you start off kind of weak. But if you keep going week after week, whoa, pumping up, pumping up, pumping up, okay? Let's pump up for Jesus. And so with that, there are some in here, some of you in here today that may not know Jesus as Lord. I'm going to pray for you, and I believe that you are going to receive him. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for your son. We thank you, Father God, that he went to the cross for us, Father God. They hung him on the cross, Father God, and then they put him in a grave. But on that third day, Father God, he was risen. He came up from that grave with all power in his hand. And so, Father God, if those in here today will just open up their heart and confess right now and say, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, that he went to the cross for me. I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that he is my Lord that you are in the family. You have just entered in the family. It's not a feeling and it's not an emotion. You are a child of God. And now that you have joined the kingdom, I pray for every believer in here, that you will have the courage and the boldness that only God can give you to go forward and let the gifts that he has placed in you be used for his glory. It's all about God, not about us. And when we take our focus off of ourselves and put it on him, oh, all things are possible. We can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. With man, it is impossible, but God, all things are possible with you. So on this day, Daddy, we are glad to be alive. We are glad to be in one place in unity. We are glad to be, Father God, partners with Radiant and Pastor Jeremy and Sister Anna. And Father God, we will go forth to every corner in Ypsilanti, every corner in Saline, every corner in Ann Arbor, and to the outer corners of this world, Father God. And we will take your gospel, Father God. And Father God, we will bless the people for you. They will not be left like the lame man. They will be healed they will be restored because you can do this and we thank you dear lord in jesus name we pray and say amen amen